Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. We are your hosts, Dr. Michael Gorman. And Dr. Lauren Bennett. And today we're going to be talking with you all about something that I bet each and every one of us has gone through or experienced before, and that is neck pain. You may have heard of this fancy word for neck, which is known as the cervical spine, but we're just going to call it neck because it is a pain in the neck, and we're going to be talking about that today. We'll be talking about common causes as to why you might be having neck pain, and then a few simple treatments you can perform at home. And then when it's time maybe to take that next step and stop dealing with it on your own and maybe reach out to your physician, when do you just need to see a physical therapist? So we'll be going through all of that. So one of the things we want to talk about is the prevalence of neck pain. Like Dr. Gorman said, it's very common that pretty much the majority, if not everyone, has experienced some type of neck pain in your lifetime, whether you woke up with it one morning, you had an injury, or just developed over time. So at any given time, about 13% of American adults are experiencing neck pain. I thought that would be higher They estimate for lower back pain, 80% of Americans will experience lower back pain at some point in time. So 13% at a time are experiencing neck pain. When we talk about pain, you know, we all have some aches and pains. And we're not saying when you, if you have an ache or pain that you immediately need to seek treatment. But what I tell patients most, what I tell family, friends most of the time is that if you have symptoms, if you have abnormal symptoms, pain, something of that sort that's going on more than a week at that point in time, uh, that's when I would get uh, an expert to look at it. I agree. And we'll kind of go over today the different symptoms you may be feeling. Are you just stiff? Do you have like a sharp pain turning your neck or do you have like numbness and tingling down one or both of your arms and into your fingers? So each of those different symptoms is going to indicate should you see or consult with a doctor or physical therapist sooner rather than later? So we're going to jump into some causes, a few causes. You know, it's somewhat easy to understand if you're in a bad car accident and then you have neck pain after that. Well, you kind of can point to why you had pain. But so commonly, the patients that Lauren and I work with, they have neck pain, but they don't understand or they don't. no one seems to know why. So let's talk about a few of these. First of all, posture and overuse. So When we talk about posture, all of us have this bowling ball sitting on top of our shoulders, on top of our spine every day, and that bowling ball weighs 10 to 12 pounds. Now, I know that Dr. Bennett, she's super smart, so I'm going to say hers might be 14 pounds, but mine's probably 8 pounds, but that's all right. But average human is about 10 to 12 pounds. Well, guess what, guys? That's 10 or 12 pounds only when you are in sort of this ideal posture, which I'll have Lauren talk about in a second, but only when we're in this ideal posture is at 10 to 12 pounds. For every inch you go forward, for every little amount your head goes forward, the head starts weighing heavier and heavier. So if you're in this, what we call this typical forward head posture, heads weighing forward in front of the shoulders, well, that 10 to 12 pound bowling ball, it can go up to 35 to 40 pounds. So what does that mean? Well, three to four times the amount of stress going down to your neck 
to the muscles, to the joints, to the discs of your neck every single day. So that is such a big reason why posture is important. And if you're wondering, well, what is good posture when we talk about how Dr. Berman was saying, like, if your head goes forward an inch, well, an inch from what? So imagine your body, you know, you're sitting tall and you were to split your body in half. So drawing a line from your shoulder blades down through your hips and then your ankles, you want your ears, your ear holes to be right above your shoulders. Okay. So the further your ears are out forward in front of your shoulder for every inch, you're adding 10 pounds is what Dr. Gorman was saying. And when we think about that, not only do you want to sit tall, but I tell people that think about I'm standing right beside you and I've got a string on top of your head and that string is glued to the top of your head. And I pull up on that string. Think about just try to imagine, close your eyes and imagine what that feels like to have me pulling up on that string on top of your head and what it does to your spine. It's kind of like you're giving yourself traction. But then not only do we want that spine to be long, the head to be long, neck to be long. We don't want your chin to be way forward out there. So you want to be tall and you want to take your chin and just slightly tuck it down because if it's sticking way out there, then you're going to give yourself other problems in your neck. So just again, think about being tall and a slight chin tuck. And then the last thing is think about the shoulder blades gently coming back. I tell people, think about, let's put the shoulder blades in your back pocket. That will help. Yeah, I've certainly used that. Thinking about prior patients I've had in the clinic, I would say that, you know, this is not only for our aging population. This is something we should be educating your children, your grandchildren on. Texting and video games are becoming a huge problem. I've definitely treated a fair amount of teenagers for neck pain before. They come into the clinic and you may start them on some heat or something just to loosen them up. And next thing you know, you're looking over at them and they're 10 minutes and they're hunched over, <laughs> texting on their phone the entire time. And you're like, look, stop, sit up tall. Like, this is why you're here. So just a little pat on the back to remind your family members to sit up tall can be helpful and may avoid them some chronic pain in the future. You know, when I see kids on their phone, I have two kids, 13 and 17, and uh, you take your phone away, you think you were condemning them to the worst place in the world. But anyway, there's two words I think of when I see any kid, any teenager, any young adult, on their phone with their head way forward. And those words are job security. Yes, <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> like Dr. Romo was saying, it's like you have this game of tug of war with your muscles, okay? And you may get away with it for a certain period of time, but this chronic overuse of this forward head posture, your muscles in the back of your neck are overworked and the ones in the front are becoming really weak and stretched out. Over time, you're just going to develop these really bad spinal deformities, which could put you at more at risk of arthritis, which is our next topic here. So that was posture and overuse as a cause for your pain without you know knowing exactly why you have the pain. But the next thing we're going to do is talk about arthritis. So if we do not correct this posture, so here we are in our 20s, of course, most people that age, not all by any means, but Pain is typically less than when you're 20 than when you're 40, of course. But if we don't start to correct this over time, over time, this is going to lead to some arthritis and some degeneration of the discs of your neck, of your spine. So what happens is 
There's a fancy term out there called cervical spondylosis, and that's very common. It's essentially arthritis of the spine. It affects more than 90% of people over age 60. Of course, some people have arthritis in their neck, and they really don't know, but uh, it's there. When we have arthritis, what happens is we get oftentimes bone spurs. A bone spurs just happens. It's kind of wild how the body works, but when you lose stability, say, in joints of your neck, and all of a sudden your neck starts to move a bit more than your body would like, it starts creating these bone spurs as a way to stabilize it. So it's really the body trying to protect itself. However, the bone spurs long-term are not going to help anything. I'm afraid of this next one. Beginning in your 30s, I'm about there. Naturally, your discs, which are the cushions between each level of your vertebrae, start to dehydrate a little by little. So that puts you more at risk of arthritis as well. Your ligaments, it's natural for your ligaments just to become a little bit stiffer as well. You could be at risk of herniated disc, which we'll talk about later on. But some other risks, uh, things that we could control to prevent arthritis or to help the progression of it. If you're a smoker, obviously you're at more at risk of dehydrating the disc, being overweight or inactive, having a neck injury, a fall or multiple car accidents. Sometimes we just can blame it on the genetics. If your mom or your dad or your grandparents had it in the past, you could be more likely to have it as well. The patient that has arthritis is going to come into as well. They're going to have stiffness in the neck. They could be having pain in the neck, but not just pain in the neck. And sometimes no pain in the neck, but oftentimes pain in kind of the inside of your shoulder blade. So if you're listening to this and you are having pain in the kind of inside of the shoulder blade area, kind of like along your spine, your pain is more than likely not coming from that middle back, but it's coming from your neck. So that's why we always try to find the root cause of the problem and not just treat a symptom because where you have pain a lot of times is not where the problem is. So how do we treat this? Well, I would say the first line is usually physical therapy. You'll have a full evaluation by a therapist and their goals are normally to improve your flexibility, your range of motion in your neck, and then the strength of your neck muscles in general to improve your posture and the stability of your head. That is usually very successful once you restore the proper posture and strength. So we've talked about causes, posture, overuse, arthritis. We're going to go to a fancy word, and I hope I can say it, but cervical radiculopathy, which is pretty much radiating numbness and tingling into the arms or hands. And most times it's just one arm or hand. Sometimes people, depending upon where their arthritis is or where their nerve is being pinched, sometimes it can be both sides, but most times just one side. And this is what we think about is when someone say have a, a pinched nerve, or if you're a football player, you hear them talking about having a stinger. Well, that's exactly what this is. You know, it's oftentimes not only can be from trauma, but as we're talking here about what causes neck pain when we don't seem to know, this is just wear and tear. And the anatomy of your neck essentially is that you have nerves coming off your spinal cord and those nerves go through pretty small holes called foramen in your neck. And so oftentimes when we have arthritis, the arthritis will narrow that hole where the nerve goes through. And all of a sudden, then you get a nerve that gets a little bit irritated because it doesn't have as big of an opening to go through. And that's what we're really talking through here. 
Yeah. And so you could describe the pain as pins and needles in your arm. And the more aggravated it is, it may start in your shoulder, go down into the elbow. And the more aggravated it is, it can actually go down into your fingers and your hand. And when you do get to the doctor or physical therapist, if you tell them exactly which fingers or parts of your hand are affected, you don't need to know this, but it actually tells them very well which part of the neck it's coming from, which is important for treatment. Okay. So now that we talked about causes of neck pain that maybe are quieter that you don't know about it. There's obviously times that something happens, you know, you know, wow, I have a neck issue. So first thing I know that has happened to us all is you wake up with a stiff neck. I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often all of us because when we are sleeping, most of us can get into some awkward positions of our neck, of our head, and there's all these joints that are up and down in your neck. And so not uncommon to wake up with the stiff neck. I encourage you to, well, you know, everyone's got their own way of sleeping and it's really hard to change sleeping habits and patterns. Some people love sleeping on their stomach, side, back. But if you're a stomach sleeper, That can be very tough on the neck, especially as all of us age, because we lose mobility of the neck and it can be put a lot of stress on the neck if we're sleeping like that. Yeah. I would also say that if you're a side sleeper, you want to choose a pillow that is not too fluffy where your neck is side bent all night or that your neck is hanging all night. So really something that is going to keep you fairly neutral. Why would some people be more predisposed to neck pain at night versus somebody else? Someone that has poor posture consistently throughout the day, or maybe you have already been diagnosed with arthritis in your neck joints or know that you have bone spurs from an x-ray. So if you have been diagnosed with any of those, I would highly recommend not sleeping on your back and making sure you're using the correct pillow to keep your neck in neutral. Treatment with this is not something that you need to rush out and you don't need to go to urgent care and pay your $100 copay or go to the ER and pay your $300 copay. We don't need you to do any of that because most times with a little bit of self-treatment at home, a little bit of moist heat to the area, warm shower, maybe some gentle range of motion of the neck, you got to keep that pain free. But then you'll see that within uh, three to seven days that typically goes away, significantly improves. If not, we do feel like this is a great time to consult with a physical therapist. Uh, you know, you're not having nerve symptoms, radiating pain, it's just some neck stiffness. But that one is something that you may not even need us. It may just kind of take care of itself, at least in the beginning on its own. I can definitely speak for myself where there's been times where I've woken up and I could turn my head to the left just fine, but turning it to the right, I get this like sharp stabbing pain. And I would, of course, (laughs) the benefit of being a PT, have a colleague work on me and they really work it out just through what we call manual therapy, which is them getting their hands on your neck, creating this soothing, relaxing technique, and then working each joint individually. And eventually they just kind of work it out, restores range of motion. My pain goes away much quicker. So very, very successful with PT. Then we have people that have been in a car accident and they have what we call whiplash, which is just, uh, you know, you guys know, you know what happens to your neck when you're in a car accident, especially if you don't know the car accident is coming, your neck goes back and then shifts forward and does all kinds of crazy things. But when you have an injury like this, you will know it. Not only will you have the pain and stiffness, but you could have a whole array of symptoms. You could be 
dizzy, you can have fatigue, blurred vision, ringing in ears, of course, tingling into the arms because a car accident is tremendous stress on the muscles, the joints, the nerves of the neck. So everything, everything gets irritated. Yeah, certainly. And they're kind of stirring away from after a whiplash. In the olden days, people would get these cervical collars and we'll leave that up to the MDs, but it's actually nowadays more common that they prescribe early movement, but pain-free range of motion, just kind of get the neck moving again. So that's one thing physical therapy is certainly helpful is to teach you the right exercises and the right stretches to restore. We don't think about this, but there are so many muscles around in our neck and We have to have those in order to support that 10 to 12 pound bowling ball, 14 in Lauren's case. And when you have pain, as we've talked about in earlier podcasts, you get inhibition or decreased muscle control. And so we definitely have to retrain that after a car accident or any type of cervical injury. When these muscles, like after a whiplash injury, become so tight, specifically in the back of the head, that kind of leads us to the next topic, which is called cervicogenic headaches. So there's many reasons in our next podcast, we'll discuss why you could potentially have a headache, but this specific one are headaches that actually stem from a neck problem. So people that will experience this are typically about 30 to 44 years old is the mean age more female predominant. Wait, are you saying that us males give you guys headaches? <laughs> you know, if it's the shoe fits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe fits where? Right, no. So if you experience, it's called unilateral pain, but that just means pain in one side of the neck or one side of the head starts in the neck and the headache is provoked by movement of the neck. So turning your head either up or down or sideways, you can actually provoke that pain and feel it in one side of the neck. This is something that does need to be addressed. This typically does not just go away on its own. Again, get with a very well-trained physical therapist, one that has experience treating neck pain, and we'll do a thorough evaluation and then develop a treatment plan for you. But don't be surprised if treatment with a therapist takes a couple months. When you get up in this 30 to 44-year age bracket, you are dealing with issues that maybe have been going on for a while. So it's going to take some time. The final category here that we won't spend too much time on, we can spend podcast on it, but we'll just touch on it. Is the patient or a person that has chronic stress, maybe with poor health habits, maybe poor sleeping patterns, your body really heals itself when it's sleeping. And I know they always say seven to eight hours of sleep is what people need. I typically get about six and I feel pretty good, but If you have altered sleeping patterns, if you're not eating well, and you're undergoing stress, stress is a killer, this will give you chronic neck pain as well. Stay tuned with us. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about simple treatments to help with your neck pain. PT is proud to be the sponsor for the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. PT is a mobile physical therapy company based out of St. Louis, Missouri and expanding throughout the United States. We bring a unique one-on-one physical therapy experience to the privacy, safety, and convenience of our patient's home, office setting, or the location of their choice. For more information about PT, please go to www.imovephysicaltherapy.com or feel free to email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Have a great day. 
Welcome back, and thank you very much to our podcast sponsor, PT, a mobile physical therapy provider. Let's go over some simple treatments that really, honestly, you can do on your own and that we feel can be helpful immediately. So, Lauren, why don't you start us off? So, we already talked a little bit about the pillow you should be using, but there's a million pillows out there. And so it's kind of trial and error. You really have to find the one that's best for you. But like we said earlier, you really want to find one that sets your neck in a more neutral position. So you're not super flexed or, you know, your head's not hanging back or to the side. So really find one that's comfortable for you. That's in a neutral position. You want to sleep on your back if possible. Definitely your stomach is going to cause your neck to be in a more extended put back position all night, which is more irritating. A pillow, they say that's four to six inches thick, prevents the head from turning or bend to either side. Refer back to a previous podcast on ergonomics and workplace setup. But if you are a desk user, computer user, you want that computer monitor to be at eye level to avoid you from looking down all day. Yeah, and this is something that everyone can improve at home. You can put your monitor up on a couple books or something like that that brings it up. Next, we'll talk about texting. Are you a texter? Well, probably 99.5% of people in the world are texting. And next time you're in a restaurant or next time you're wherever in a park, look at people's posture when they're texting. Two things with it. First of all, avoid looking down at that phone for prolonged periods of time. And then two, it's kind of hard to do, but when you're texting, bring the phone up so you're in better posture, but then that's pretty hard to text. I think the best thing with texting is just avoiding the prolonged periods of time that you're texting. Next, perform daily exercises. We really encourage you, especially when we're dealing with neck pain, seek treatment from an expert. The neck is really an area not to scare anyone, but the neck is an area that if you're doing something wrong, you can really harm yourself. So seek out an expert physical therapist that can really create a personalized exercise program for you. And there may be much more to it than just the exercises. It's also important to stay hydrated. Water is going to help nourish and hydrate the discs between your vertebrae. So eight glasses a day is recommended. Uh, I don't know about you, but I hardly ever probably get to half of that. If I get to eight, I'm going to have a porta potty right yes. next to me. So I, yeah, but no, that, that is a really, really good idea. Probably if yes. you drink less coffee and more water, you're better right. off. Right. Yes. And then lastly, a little tidbit here, you want to avoid carrying weight unevenly. So if you have a heavy purse or briefcase on one shoulder versus the other, a backpack is certainly more recommended or a satchel that goes around the shoulder to the other hip. So we're going to now move forward to when should I contact my physician? Just a couple things here. First of all, if you've been in an accident, if you've been in a car accident, we for sure think that that's a good idea. If you're having numbness and tingling, especially if that numbness and tingling is getting worse, better to have tingling than numbness. Okay. If it's tingling, that means that nerve is still some sensation in there, the nerve's still awake. But if it's numb, that's a different story. If you've lost bowel and bladder control, sudden weight loss, for sure if you're having dizziness, but maybe more so than that, if you have nausea, vomiting, all those things. And then if your symptoms are not getting better after a week, that's when, as I said earlier, that's when we really, really, really encourage you to seek out medical care. 
So that concludes today. We hope you enjoyed or have learned something from our podcast today on neck pain and have learned more about the anatomy or cause of your condition. If you have any ideas for future podcasts or questions for us, please remember to email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Next week, we're going to be talking about cervicogenic headaches a little more into detail. So if you think you're somebody that's experiencing neck stiffness, corresponding with one-sided headaches, please tune in or share with your family and friend for our topic next week. Yeah, we want to thank you. We don't say it enough, but we want to thank you for joining our community, joining our Healthy Habits for Active Aging community. We would just ask that if you're enjoying our episodes, the most important thing you could do for us is not only to like our podcast, follow our podcast, but maybe more importantly, share this because if you can share this with someone, your family or friend, it would mean not only so much to us, but it would mean so much to the people that maybe need our education or care the most. So if you could do that for us, we would thank you. We thank you for your time and we hope you have a great day. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Gorman or Dr. Bennett, please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next week.